Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated, former lovers that explores all of the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It Just Makes Sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And this week's episode is about the Netflix documentary, Why Did You Kill Me? Jeff has taken the reins. I mean, you don't have to say that every I'm t- time. I'm saying it every single time you do it. Because literally, every time when I announce the name of the episode, <laughs> typically that follows with the person that's every going to Every single time. I mean, you don't have to. It's not a shock anymore. It's part of my New Year's resolution. One a month. Let them I be. can't wait till next time. Jeff's taking the reins today. That's going to go on merch, um, too. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, I saw this. I started watching it, and literally after about 10 minutes, I said, snooze fast, got to go. You know, um... And I felt bad, but not it, that bad. It was, wasn't the worst thing I ever watched. Okay. I thought um, the way things play out, it's kind of neat, cool, oh, interesting okay. how things happen, but... Tell me more. Um, I thought it could be a little bit beefier, gotcha. in my opinion. Like, they could have added more yeah. to it, but it was decent. Okay. Yeah. So Crystal Theobald was a 24-year-old woman who lived in Riverside, California. Crystal was a sweet daughter, cousin, and aunt. She was beloved by family and several friends. But in 2006, in her own neighborhood, she was murdered. Her family was incensed, enraged. Her mother, Belinda, the star of the show, if you ask me, (laughs) vowed to bring her murderer to justice. Where is this? I apologize. Riverside, California. Okay. So Southern okay. California. Yeah, yeah. Just outside LA. Okay. So it was going to be justice, whether it was her justice or the state's. Whoa. So on that fateful night in 2006, Crystal was about to take a drive with her brother Robbie to the store when all hell broke loose. Members of what seemed to be a local gang came up to her car and shot several rounds inside the vehicle. Just out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Blat, blat? Mm-hmm. Interesting. She was hit in the head and died a few hours later at a local hospital. I always thought it was like when I was watching it and then still coming to the end, I think it's surprising that no one else was hit. Yeah. If they shot directly into the car. Right. So then like it made me like while I was watching it, I was like, well, the motive seemed to be her. her." Her. Right. Um, So I was very confused going throughout it. And then they don't talk about it. Was she driving? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. They don't really make that clear, but from the die or the reenactment, it didn't seem like it. Okay. But it, w- yeah, it was just a little confusing. They don't ever talk about anyone else getting hit, so I thought it was strange. So that area of Riverside, California, where the shooting occurred, was known as Five One Five Zero. This was a hot spot for gang violence, as several gangs of different ethnicities fought turf wars over the area. So throughout the podcast, I'm going to say 5150 a lot. Um, that's the zip code. And it's also, oh, no, it's not the zip code. It's the area. It's what they refer to. And it's also the name of a gang. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. If I was in a gang, it would be the 716. Mm, yeah. Good one. <laughs> so according to Crystal's brother, Robbie, he was out in his truck talking to a friend across the street from his parents' house. While he was sitting there, a white expedition pulled up behind them, and Robbie got in, got an eerie feeling. So Robbie wasn't in the car with her? Uh, no, he okay. was in the car. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. He, so at this point, though, he's at his truck. He sees away expedition. He gets a weird feeling. Correct. And she must already. She is already in the car. Okay. So he knew something was up because of the neighborhood that they live in. Right. 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 So he flashed his brights, which I thought was strange, and he just gunned it down the street. So this led to kind of a high speed chase throughout the neighborhood. And, but for some reason, they came to a stop. Like, they got to a crosswalk, and they stopped. And Crystal's in the car. Yes. Okay. So then the other, uh, white the white expedition that was following them pulled up alongside of them. Someone jumped out of the car, and that's when the shooting starts. Do you think you would have flashed your lights and took off? Uh, no. I would have stayed in my driveway. Well, no, they were in this. It seemed like they were parked oh, on the okay. street. But I don't think I would have flashed I my I think I would have been like, hey... Like, I just, like, kind of nodded and, like... I would have either gone inside... Right, that's what I mean, like... Or I, driven away slowly. Yeah. Like, it was very strange to me yeah. that they did that, too. Like, right. all of this at the beginning was a little weird. Yeah. So, uh, police canvassed the neighborhood door-to-door looking for witnesses, but in a neighborhood that was no strangers to the crime of gangs, no one saw anything. Right. Some neighbors said that they heard a couple pops, but other than that, they didn't or wouldn't share any other information. Belinda Lane now comes on the screen. She's Crystal's mother. She talks about how she's a bit worrisome about the cops. So she never called the police that night. One or several of the neighbors did. Uh, The family had an up-and-down relationship with uh, local police. Crystal's brother was handcuffed at the murder scene, much to the dismay and Mm -hmm. anger of the family. That's weird. I mean, I shouldn't say that's weird, Uh yeah, I, I would, mean, if he was in the car that was being shot at, that's yeah. strange. I thought it was a little. What str- is their ethnicity? Uh, they are white. Okay. Yeah, they are okay. white. Um, so Belinda was especially angry because she saw the face of the shooter, <gasps> and she thought she could identify him. <gasps> so she's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, like I, my son is not doing the shooting. Right. Why is he? Why right. is he being held?" So now a short time after the shooting, Detective Rick Wheeler called Belinda to come down to the station because they had someone in custody with what they thought was a connection to the shooting. So down to the police station, Belinda goes, and she positively identifies the boy in custody as the shooter. Oh, my God. Only problem was when they checked his alibi, it was rock solid. He was with a friend and the friend's girlfriend at the night at the time of the shooting. What if they're lying? She didn't. She ID'd the wrong guy. Oh, no. But see, she was so sure. See, eyewitness testimony. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. So now, an already difficult investigation with limited witnesses and people willing to cooperate is off to a terrible start. And they could no longer use Belinda as a witness because she incorrectly ID'd the suspect. Oh, no. Well, this wasn't going to deter good old Belinda Lane. She promised Crystal as she lay dying that she would get the man who did this. Crystal's cousin now comes on the screen. Her name is Jamie McIntyre. She got the idea that she could help find the killer by creating a fake MySpace page. Okay. She thought she could... MySpace? I know, take it. 2006, that seems late for MySpace. Taking it back. Uh, no. I would say that that was probably its heyday. No, it was not. Yeah, but... No, it was not. You are lying. Simmer down. Because Facebook didn't come about until 2004 or 5. So they were rivals for a little while there. 
Because Facebook came about when I was in college. Right. And I, I started like, college like the MySpace, in 2003, four. I feel like the MySpace, like, heyday was when I was, like, a junior in high school. So, yeah. So, that would have been 2005, 2006, right? 2004. How dare you? Okay. I was making you younger. <laughs> you, d- you dumb cow. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I'm not going to fight with you over that. Yeah, you're wrong. So she thought that she could use the page to infiltrate the 5150 gang who ran in that local neighborhood, as I said earlier. She planned on making online friends and soliciting as much information as she could. She knew these types of people typically bragged about the crimes that they committed. Okay. She created a fake profile under the name Rebecca, grabbed fake pictures from the internet, and friended every top eight, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember. Of each profile of the 5150 gang she could find. After an hour, she had built herself a profile to fully reflect a teenage girl who could be seen as a friend or close friend of the 5150 gang. Now, I don't want to say that I couldn't do this at her age. She was 15. I think there was a lot to ask of a teenage girl to like get involved like this. But I could have done it. I, I don't say I could. Not in that sense. I could have created the Facebook page. Yeah, for sure. People. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I would have in that extent. I, I think I would have been scared that I would get killed. Yes. I don't yeah. think I would have been brave enough to interject Correct. myself. Correct. Like I could do the technical yeah, piece yeah, of yeah. that. That's what, yeah, agreed. But. Or not even killed, like attacked, like mm-hmm. essayed, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit now about uh, Crystal's family. The Leo, the Lane Theobald family weren't exactly angels. The brothers had a history of violence, drug use, and stealing, so they weren't exactly strangers to being incarcerated. Mm. Not only were the brothers problematic, good old Mama Belinda had drug issues of her, lo- of her own. Now, we don't judge addicts on this show, being one myself, <laughs> but according to a friend of Crystal's, they weren't exactly trying to hide it very well. It became a big problem when Belinda started selling. Mm. But later on, she lets us know that the day Crystal died was the last day she used. Good for Mama Belinda. Right. Because you would think that would make her spiral. I know. But And you could tell she definitely was a friend of... Um, the math. Mm-hmm. Mm. She was a friend of Crystal's and not mm. just her daughter. <laughs> Poor Belinda. Mm. I love that name. Homegirl needs some teeth. Oh, no. So now let's fast forward to a month after the shooting. Jamie was on MySpace typing away hours trying to solicit whatever information she could, but it wasn't moving fast enough for Belinda. Belinda decided to create a second fake MySpace page, but this time she would use Crystal's photo and give her the name Angel. They focused in on a man named William Sotelo. He was from the 5150 like, gang. Don't you think they would notice it was Crystal's picture? Be like, we just killed her? Would they? So strange. Especially if they were targeting her. Were they not targeting her? Wow. Guess we'll see. Guess we'll see. So they quickly became MySpace friends, and Jamie would chat with him constantly. They thought... If they told Soto that Crystal's mom was in jail for cooking meth, only half a lie, they could get him to open up more about his life in the drug trade and gang. But it oddly had the opposite effect. 
Soto became romantic and actually pretended like he really cared about Angel. He told her that he would be there for her and they could chat whenever and he was his shoulder for her to lean on and she just needed to take it one day at a time with her mother. One day while chatting with Sotelo, he asked Angel, or Jamie, to go out with him. She panicked. She asked Belinda what she should do. Belinda, of course, said, tell him yes. And then at the last minute, you can cancel on him. So she did exactly that. Her excuse was that she couldn't get a ride. Soto, the ever-persistent man looking for a piece and falling for her, offered to pick her up. Jamie thought, got him. I can, exa- I can ask what kind of car he drives. Oh. Looking for that white expedition. Right. And as you guessed it, he drove the Ford White Expedition. Really? The same kind of car leaving the scene of the shooting. Belinda knew that car, a white expedition with gold accents. She immediately contacted the police and told them William Sotelo, or jokes as he went by on MySpace, was at least the driver. Detective Wheeler finally had a lead. He would bring Sotelo into the police station for questioning. He questioned Sotelo for hours. He told him he was investigating a shooting, and his car was seen at the crime. Sotelo, of course, played dumb, said he didn't know anything, anything at all about the shooting. Eventually, deep into the questioning, Sotelo figured out he wasn't going to get out of this without at least saying he was there. He admitted he was at the crime scene, but he didn't pull the trigger. He said he was cruising the neighborhood when another white truck caught him off in the street. That was the brother. Remember, this is also the color of the brother's car, which they didn't talk about until then. There were two white trucks that night, also making it more confusing for any kind of witness. Right. So the gang thought they they went after the wrong white truck? No, so the gang was in one white truck. The brother was in the other white truck. Oh, that is very confusing. So any witness... Couldn't really yeah. distinguish between the two. Right, right, right. So he claimed that shots were being fired at his truck in addition to the other white truck. But the only problem was his truck didn't have any bullet holes or damage whatsoever. He said his buddy, a man that went by the name of Little Huero, got out of the car and was sh- shooting back at the Theobald family. It's called self defense, Jeff. That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. He eventually sped out of there, and Jokes, or Sotelo, never heard from Huero again. I found this a little strange that, well, I guess it's not strange, uh, that he disappeared right after the shooting, but I that makes that it, them look guilty. Right, that's what I know? mean, yeah. I do think it's, I got, yeah, like you're saying it's not strange, but like, why did you run away then? Right. Because you killed someone? Yeah, but they, but he's also saying, like, you had nothing to do with the shooting, but obviously you did. Right. It's your friend. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You're Your accessory. Mm-hmm. To murder. William. Jokes. Bill. Billy Jokes. Now, let's get back to Jamie. She was really starting to feel the pressure and anxiety of being Angel. I thought you were about to say she was falling in love. With, with jokes? With jokes. <laughs> no. Because that's something that I feel like that would have happened to me. Yeah. Then Kinda. like, well, I'm trying to get him for murder, but also. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm having his baby. I'm having his baby. (laughs) Continue. So she said at times it felt great because she was keeping Crystal alive in her heart. 
but it, she said it also felt dirty to make these people fall in love with her. Okay, that wouldn't feel dirty for me at all. At all. I, I would, would love, love it. it. Give me the attention. Give me the attention. Give, Give me the attention. Give That's it. why I'm like, I would have been falling in love with them back. Every <laughs> single one of them. Wait, you can shower me with gang gifts and make me feel like I'm a gang princess? I'm in. I'm protected? I'm in. in. I'm untouchable? 100%. Untouchable? I'm in. I'm in. So she decided she was going to be done. She couldn't take it anymore. She told Belinda she just couldn't handle it. And I mean, rightfully so. She was only 15 at the time. Yeah. But you know what? Belinda was not ready to let it go. She hadn't got her man, so she took control over the MySpace page. She even got more bold and direct with the members of 5150. Oh, shit. She asked where they lived, if they had any brothers and sisters, where they went to school. And after she had that information, she started to do drive-bys by their houses, by their work. She'd take pictures of their cars, their houses, and basically she did her own stakeout. I feel like if I was the police, I'd be like, okay, this is considered stalking. I know. It's a We're little, gonna need she's a little crazy. Stop. Yeah, but like yeah. also, I don't blame her. her. Yeah. yeah. She also would fuck with them. She I thought you were about to say. Fuck them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know those no- I was like, wait. Wait. <laughs> you know those no teeth blowjobs. <laughs> I was like, those guys really thought she was Crystal? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what would you do? She called the FBI. She called ICE. She tried to get them deported. She pulled out all the stops. I love her. She looked up curses in their religion because they said they practiced Santeria. Stop. She left burning candles and voodoo dolls in their yards. (laughs) I love everything about her. I, I told you she's the star of the show. Yeah. She went even farther. She started a war between the 5150 and the rival MD gang. Good. She friended other gang members and she started to talk shit to them. <laughs> <laughs> she said if they wanted to fight her, they could find her white expedition at this address. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So all of this trouble she started even led to a rash of white expeditions being torched, vandalized, and shot up in the neighborhoods. So much so that Detective Wheeler told her she needed to stay the fuck off the internet. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. He was pissed. She was jeopardizing their case. The police were going to get mad. I knew it. I knew it. But you know what? What? Melinda wasn't deterred. She She saw this as a green light. People were fucking listening. People were watching. She was finally getting somewhere. She was going to take these people down. Oh, my God, I can't. Belinda came up with the idea to throw a fake party to lure as many of the gang members to a deserted area, as many as she could. She knew an area where she could see people entering the neighborhood, but they wouldn't be able to see her. She lured the men in with the promise of an open bar and strippers. She was going to get the drop on them, as she said in the documentary. It was going to be the end of their world. But before the day the party was supposed to happen, Belinda lost it. She got back onto MySpace and reached out to Jokes again. She asked if he loved her, and he replied he did. She said, but then, why did you kill me? Stop it. She was incensed. 
They had no, he had no idea they were talking to a profile of the picture of a woman that they just murdered. Her daughter. They had no idea. She said that picture was Crystal Theobald. I am the girl you killed. Then he went silent. Can you imagine if someone, like, you're talking to someone and they're like, you see my picture? You just fucking fucking murdered me. me. Wild. Uh, you want to know what though? I, like, if I was that guy, I would have thought it's someone fucking with me. Oh yeah, like yeah, I would have yeah. thought it was like another gang member. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been like, okay. Well, I mean, think I. This is what I thought. So it's dark out. Yeah. There, sh- the shooting goes down in probably less than a couple right. minutes. They don't know, and he runs. Yeah. He probably didn't notice. Right. It's the same thing as the eyewitness testimony where she misidentified the, the guy. Right. Right. Because. You don't Correct. see features like that. Yeah. They probably just know that they shot at a white man and woman yeah. and ran. Right. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, she knew it was time to give over the MySpace accounts and passwords. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. I was trying to be. Yeah. She, she gave over everything to the police, but the damage had already been done. Jokes disappeared. He was nowhere to be found. Detectives, uh, the detectives had to figure out um, something else to do. When Jokes was initially questioned, he named the Lemus brothers uh, as also being two members of the gang that were in the car during the shooting. Detective Wheeler knew what he had to do. He went and picked up Manuel Tripper Lemus and his brother, William David Rascal Lemus. Tripper and Rascal, for short. He had each brother in a separate room and played them against each other. Since he already knew they were at the scene, he told William that Manuel was giving him up. At this point, again, anytime I see like these questionings, I'm like, why doesn't anyone ever ask for a lawyer? Right. Ever. 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 It's like, I would just be like, no, lawyer. 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 Well, the one I was listening to a different true crime podcast, and they were talking about wrongful convictions, and they said that most of the time people end up with uh, a wrong confession is because they don't think they need a lawyer because Correct. they're they don't, not they, guilty. They're like, I'm not and then guilty. They end up getting spun. Right. That's why, like, no matter what, lawyer. I feel like lawyer. No, lawyer. Thank you. Because then people are always like, "Oh, why'd you get a lawyer? Are you guilty? Don't care. Even if I am not, don't me. care. You're gonna trap me, trick me, trap get me. me. No, thank you. Lawyer. Bye." So, I mean, I kind of felt like they felt bad for him to an extent, but then I'm right. like, mm, they were at the shooting. Right. So, after a little while, William gave up everything. He said, who was the shooter? He said that the brothers were in the back of the car. They had nothing to do with the shooting. They didn't know what was going on. They were just in the car. He even mapped out the neighborhood and every spot that everything happened. That's how well he was, was his witness. This doesn't seem like a very tough gang member. But I know. He's squeal like, pretty quick. I know. I'd be terrified they're going to come back for me and Squaw- kill me. Squawka like a canary. Snitch. Snitch. Where did you learn that from? Therese. <laughs> So Detective Wheeler brought them back together to see if he could get more out of Manuel. But he was no snitch. He knew what would happen if he did. Right. That's what I'm saying. mm -hmm. He knew it would put targets on their backs, and he wasn't ready for that. And he was exactly right. The night that they were released, he was approached by another gang member and asked what was said. He said he didn't know. He wasn't in the room. He was, but it was kind of a lie. 
And the guy asked how he would kill, how he would feel if they killed his brother. He looked at him and said, I'd do the same to you. So the Lemus brothers decided to leave town. They went to L.A., but since their parents still live there, they became the targets. Oh, shit. Members of the, the gang burned down their parents' house. Stop it. Luckily, their parents got out alive before it burned down. But this was the motivation to spark William to talk. William said they were in the neighborhood driving around and coincidentally were in the middle of it. They had heard the rival MD gang was looking for them. So when the car zoomed by them, they thought they were a part of the rival gang. They came to the intersection, and there were two cars that had pulled up, one containing Crystal and her brother, and Julio Heredia, the friend from earlier, was already shooting before asking questions and had already jumped out of the car even before they had stopped. One of the bullets struck Crystal in the head, ultimately killing her. That was it. A senseless murder in the midst of gang violence. They weren't even a target. 17 months after Crystal's shooting, there was a synchronized raid on 25 to 30 gang houses in Riverside, California. They arrested dozens of gang members. They also received intel that Julio Heredia, the shooter, was living in Rosarita, Mexico. Within a day of the raid, they had Julio Heredia in custody, and he was charged with Crystal's murder. Heredia was sent to, sentenced to life without parole. Manuel and William Lemus were not charged at all. William Jokes Sotelo was arrested in Mexico. Ironically, Belinda received a tip on Facebook that led to his arrest. Stop. He was sentenced to 22 years in prison for voluntary manslaughter. This case shows the power of social media. And just to be careful who you're talking to. Seriously. That's wild. Wasn't it? It's wild. just like the depths that the mom went. Yeah. Like that was the whole thing. Like not even just faking the profile. Okay, fine, whatever. Oh, but once she started fucking with them. I know. Hilarious. Like she, I mean, I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't totally shocked like by the right. MySpace stuff because I feel like there's been right. other instances yeah. of people using it for certain things. But the craziness of her, like, she was going to kill them all. Yeah. Like, and my she, thing is, is, like, it, honestly, if it wasn't for her, it probably never would have gotten solved. No. Because in a neighborhood like that, the cops are just, like, another gang crime. Right. Another, whatever. You know what I mean? I think it might have gotten solved because the the victim was a white female. Yeah, that's true. But the family was also kind of trashy and right. criminal. So right. maybe not. Yeah. Was, uh, that was a good one. Why, thank you. Wow. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, let us know what you think. One, would you ever join a gang? Two, would you ever fake a MySpace profile and convince gang members from uh, someone's dead's coming to the grave to solve them? Three, would your mom have done the same for you? Would you want to be a gang princess? Would you want to be a gang princess? Let us know. Jump into the Facebook group. It just makes sense. Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram. It just makes sense. Podcast. You can follow me at Sam Smith says. You can follow me on Instagram at one F and Jeff. That's the number one in F and Jeff. Bye. Bye.